Friday morning. Joining us now in our studio from District 58A. I guess that doesn't make sense. We're all in District 58A, at least most of us. Uh, Christy Purcell, state representative. Good morning, Jeff. So glad to be back with you and in person. Yeah, in person. This has been a while. Rich and I were talking about that. It's like, boy, it's been... A last, month or two. Well, last time it was winter, and now <clears throat> yeah. suddenly it definitely feels like spring. <laughs> you know, if you were coming in Monday, it'd be winter again. It's, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah that, uh, our forecast is called for 80-something today, and uh, probably won't get an inch of snow over the weekend. Right. <laughs> oh, Minnesota. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah let's uh, talk about the legislative session. You had a uh, uh, break for uh, Easter uh, we last did. week, so yep. you got everybody got some probably much-needed rest and much-needed time yep. to get some things done. And the uh, uh, legislative session began back up this week. It's, it's unfortunate the weather <laughs> didn't quite coincide with the week off, but nevertheless... Is it? Did you kind of ease back into it uh, as far as the whole legislative session, but or did uh, the whole thing just pick right back up on a sprint? Well, I think so. I'm not on the Ways and Means Committee, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's they are very busy this week, this week and next week. All of the kind of large budget bills from all the committees has to go through them. Um, so. People who are on Ways and Means are very busy. Those of us who are not uh, first-termers, <laughs> are, I don't think any first-termers are on, um, we are decidedly less busy, um, which I feel grateful for because there have been a bunch of groups that have come up to the Capitol, and we're spending lots and lots of time on the House floor. So our committees are done now. Um, so we went into session on the House floor the last two or three days about noon and then I was not sure I was prepared to stay till midnight last night and we adjourned about 9 30 so and you got a, a bill passed last night we did tell we, us about that yes we um passed house file three the democracy for the people act so um I'm very passionate about the environment and about agriculture but really it was um the threats to our democracy that made me sort of Finally feel like, okay, I need to run for office um, after the January 6th attacks. And um, so this is a bill that um, my colleague, Representative Emma Greenman, who's a, a voting rights lawyer, has been working on for three years. And um, it protects election workers. Um, it uh, makes automatic voter registration possible. Uh poll workers we used to call them student workers but then if students turn 18 before the election then they aren't so it's sort of like buttoning up a few of those less less exciting uh like technical fixes for people who want to participate and help in our elections um making sure that uh you can actually get on a permanent uh what's it called a mail-in ballot mm-hmm. list instead of having to, you know, send that in every year. And most states, when you request a mail-in ballot, you actually get the ballot. In Minnesota, you just get an application. So sort of extra steps that's confusing for people, uh, making sure that there's money for um, translators um, at polling places, talking about accessibility at the polls. So a lot of ways we're trying to make sure that our democracy is accessible to people so that was passed through the house is do you know if there's a uh, some type of companion bill there sure on the is sun- yes so the house file three so this is like you know one of our top three priorities and it has a, a companion senate file three 
um, over in the Senate, and I think they are kind of poised and ready and waiting to pass that. So the kind of the other half of this bill, so I've, I'm on the elections committee, so I've gotten to hear about this bill, and then the other half, the elections sort of budget um, bill overall will be coming to the floor sometime as well, and then that will be sort of the full suite of um, elections. Yeah, do you think, is that going to go through on its own separately uh, with both of the funding and the the policy changes that you've made? Yes, so I, I look at this, I mean, this is uh, has a lot of, of policy pieces in it, this, you know, House File 3. Um, there is some funding attached to it, but it's definitely uh, kind of the other half of the rest of the elections committee budget bill. Christy Purcell is with us uh, from District 58A. Let's move on. You had a, uh, what, a farm breakfast uh, yes. this week? Yes, yesterday was the best breakfast in town, uh, the Land Stewardship Project Family Farm Breakfast. So all of the food comes locally sourced. So the potatoes, the wild rice, the eggs, the dairy, the sundry of breakfast meats, um, the vegetables, potatoes. Um, so... It was just a delicious way to start the day, uh, coffee, all the things. Um, delicious way to start the day, and also um, more than 300 uh, folks who are interested in farming and food systems um, came. We had breakfast. We heard a program. Um, I was I participated on a panel with the vice chair from the Senate Ag Committee, as I'm vice chair of the House Ag Committee. Um, so Q&A, I think the um, attorney general had a listening session with folks and then and then they lobbied their legislators so lots of conversations around what's important to people around farming and ag um one of the one of the things we were hearing about one is the um the mpca citizens board for oversight that went away in 2015 but had been around for 48 years before that um another issue was this right to repair bill that's uh being included in the commerce so that's if you want to fix your cell phone but don't want to, you know, send it back to Apple or Android, um, having the right to do that. Uh, mostly we want to make sure that farmers have the right to repair their half-million-dollar pieces of equipment if they have to wait or travel really, really far to get to a dealer to only have that dealership be able to service their machine. That really puts them at a disadvantage, especially when time is of the essence they need to get planting they need to get harvesting um so hoping um um having lots of conversations with folks to make sure that ag is not exempt from the right to repair um bill so those are lots of conversations happening around soil health around farm to school um yesterday at the at the lobby day all right how long was that like a full day of activities or? i saw folks there i mean the first shift for breakfast was 7 a.m you know farmers like to get up early and mm -hmm. uh um, and then I was still seeing some folks and having conversations at least at 3 p.m. So, um, you know, people kind of stayed or went and depending on how long their drive was or depending on their day or the time they could meet with their legislators. But uh, it seemed like a pretty full day from my view. Yeah. Now, the uh, agriculture has it, it, it's interesting because it encompasses a, a, a so much. So much. Uh, and a lot of that is federal government, mm -hmm. and a lot of that is a state government. Were there any particular 
I, I, I want to say laws or uh, uh, ways of doing business that's handled by the state mm. uh, that has given them problems? Was there any uh, any familiar refrain on some of the, the uh, state-run programs or licensing or anything else? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think a lot of the those biggest funding mechanisms, um, the NRCS, the Farm Bill, um, regulating crop insurance, commodity pricing, that happens at the federal mm-hmm. level. Um, I mean, also in the Farm Bill is SNAP, you know, food stamp benefits and food access and the school lunch program. I mean, it's pretty wide ranging. It's a big umbrella, at, yeah. Yep. And so they're really, as I've been learning, I, I wish there was more space for the state to act. Um, however, the target for our budget was only $48 million over base, one of the smaller uh, budget targets for this session. So I guess maybe part of me is glad the state isn't in charge of all the things because mm-hmm. I would have loved to see, I mean, at least double that amount for our farmers and our largest, you know, products that mm-hmm. we provide to the country and the world. Um, so that's where I think I think of the state as being able to do like some tweaks around the edges, like incentivizing farm to school within our state, incentivizing soil health practices within our state. Um uh, what else? Uh, f- starting a grain indemnity fund so that farmers aren't left holding the bag after they grow and sell their grain to uh, uh, an elevator. And then if the elevators go bankrupt and go under, making sure that the farmers aren't the ones uh, not getting hold. reimbursed. Yeah. Yep. So there are things we can do uh, at a state level. And I think it's really important that we do that. But it is it has become clear to me a lot of those big picture things are uh, above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Uh, last week, you know, it seems like a distant memory. Now we have uh, we've had 80 some degrees, a couple of days of record heat. Things are starting to turn green. Uh, about a week or so ago, we were very concerned about flooding. Yes. Uh, and uh, here in Northfield proper, really didn't have anything too bad at all. Thank goodness we can knock on wood yeah. there. But other areas of the state, not so fortunate. Uh, yes. was, was flooding and, and emergency funding a topic this week? Yes. Yeah, so last week the House passed um, some emergency funding. Because we were going on that six-day break, we thought, oh, no, the timing will be just wrong um, for communities will need these funds. Um, the Senate passed that a little bit later. They changed one word. In the bill, so then we had to pass a concurrence last night to just uh, make sure our, you know the bills were exactly the same. Um, I, I've had colleagues asking about how we're doing in Northfield. I watched the cannon get fuller and fuller and fuller, and mostly stay in her banks. So uh, grateful for that. But we are, you know, as as a flooding season's not over for the state. So definitely the Red River Valley, the St. Croix area, Mississippi, um, these communities are preparing. So we do have a flood relief, kind of an emergency um, fund that is available to communities. So that was really important. We, we take care of that. Uh, once again, Christy Purcell, District 58A uh, representative, is with us. We're talking what's happening at the legislative session the, this past week. And let's uh, look at what's coming up uh, in the next week or so. We're heading into uh, what about the last month or so of the legislative session. Five weeks left. Five weeks left. So it's going to be busy as can be and then not do anything for a long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, what, what does it look like for you coming up this week? Um, so the the Senate actually passed their agriculture omnibus bill 
uh, off the floor yesterday. I was hoping to get over there. I've never been on the Senate floor and uh, didn't know how I get, you know, admission to that. And by the time I went over there, they'd passed it. It was done. Um, so I, I imagine that our ag bill is going to come up uh, fairly soon. I'm not sure if it's gone through. It has to go through Ways and Means first, then it goes to the floor. Um, the environment bill and the climate bills will be making their way soon. Um, also housing. I mean, we know that housing is really a challenge across the entire state. Same in, in our communities here. And um, I know that the budget target for housing, um, who our city councilor, Davin Sokup, works on the Senate side um, on the housing committee, um, it is the largest single investment that the state has ever made in housing. Um, it's still going to, you know, not feel like enough for the housing needs we have that have been ignored for so long. Um, so that will be coming to the floor, I imagine. Um, I think the elections, you know, full budget, kind of the other half of this House File 3, the Democracy for the People Act. Um, so I think we're seeing some of these, like, you know, the culmination of the work of all these committees. Those will be coming up in the next week and a half or so. Then after the Senate does their work, then, uh, you know, they'll have to be conference committees to to hammer out the differences mm -hmm. between. So I imagine the next week or so, um, and I'm, I'm not sure what my schedule will be like next week, but we're told we got to be in St. Paul every day, plan to be there till midnight, including Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, to get these big budget bills passed. So we'll, we'll have to play it by ear for our, our chat next week. All right. Christy, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, much Jeff. So glad to, to be back in beautiful downtown Northfield to <laughs> oh, do yeah. this. Always welcome in the studio. Thank here. you. <laughs> Christy Purcell, once again, District 58A State Representative. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYM and Northfield. We've got Tim McNiff, New